When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, friends? Before we hop into this awesome post-game show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Ball. And yes, I'm talking about Ball Arena where the Nuggets and Avs play. And I'm talking about the aerospace company that is doing awesome things and they are just leading the industry and the way they treat people and the way that tr- they treat the earth ryan they're the world's the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer and they want to hire you they're adding to their 400 person plant here in town at golden because the demand for sustainable aluminum beverage cans is greater than ever they've made over a hundred and one billion cans last year that's why they need to add more people is because they are making so many cans and like i said doing it the right way 75 percent of all aluminum that has ever been produced on this earth is still in use and they have a corporate equity index score of 100 percent making that they are showing that they have a culture of belonging so if you want to get a job at a great place doing great work for the for the world here's what you do Text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's G-O-L-D-E-N. And you can look them up at hashtag work at ball online. So make sure to check them out by texting GOLDEN to 77222 or checking them out at jobs.ball.com and searching for GOLDEN. All right, Ryan, let's hop into the show. DNVR and we are live from the preseason winners lounge and you know what I have to say Zach let's go let's go let it fly Uh, long live the preseason long live the preseason baby how about short but sweet build the whole season out of the preseason for all I care Uh, we are presented from by MSU Denver online MSU Denver.edu is where you can scope out all they have to offer We're talking 750 total classes, 45 online and hybrid programs. If you're looking to get an education and keep a full-time job, there's no better place than MSU Denver. 
because MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. Zach. My boy, Ryan, another win, another beatdown, another game of very encouraging quarterback play. And uh, we have a Dalton Reisner touchdown. <laughs> we have a Deshaun Williams interception. This game couldn't have been better. Well, oh, I have to say, big win, very different vibes at the DNVR bar, mm. Zach. Can you guess why? Quarterbacks. One guy did play better than the other, and the guy that didn't play as well, everyone was hoping would play better and win the job tonight. Am I right? Yeah, and what's weird is, like, you go and you look at the stats across two preseason games. In the words of, of – uh, Vic Fangio, who loves to say your last name, it's even Stevens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's even Steven after two preseason games, at least by the stats. But, Zach, you said it. You come into this game thinking, okay, so if Teddy Bridgewater just plays average against the ones and Drew Locke goes out and balls against the twos, it's a no decision. It's, o yep. it's a no contest. It's over. Yep. And that is not what happened. In fact, it's the reverse. Teddy Bridgewater goes out there and plays really well with the ones like there's probably going to be a lot of anti Teddy Bridgewater sentiment in the comments you just because I, I can feel it in yeah. my mentions. I can feel it at the DNVR bar right now. It's pretty split people n in here. Yes. In this chat right oh. here. People really want Drew. Yep. That's at least my I mean, I put out a poll. It was like 87% Drew Locke. You uh, Yahir asked at the bar tonight. <laughs> Cheer if you're going for Drew. Everyone goes nuts. <laughs> Cheer if you're going for Teddy. Three, yeah. three people. Woo. Three yeah. people. So I, we, we cannot take anything away from, from Teddy Bridgewater because to do so would be silly. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. And that's good, Ryan. I mean, it, you, you kind of just wish that Drew would have balled out to Teddy's level yeah. so that we'd be saying the exact same thing as last week, right? Totally. Yes. But it didn't happen. And we're going to discuss – all sorts of reasons why it didn't. Um, but I just want to start with giving credit to Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Because he was really strong in this game. And I think he was actually so good that, e that even Drew Locke lovers are saying, like, okay, there's a deep part in the back of their mind saying, if Teddy's the guy, it's not the end of the world. Right, right. I don't know if they, they're ready to admit it yet. Yeah. But I think um, if – if, if they weren't named Teddy Bridgewater the starter this week, which, again, we'll talk about this a lot soon, then people over the course of the week would start to talk themselves into him and start to see a path to how this team can be relevant with Teddy Bridgewater. Yep, yep. which is good. They I don't mean, want to admit it yet, but it's right, in their mind right. somewhere. And overall, that's good. And that's why, like, no matter how you slice this, Teddy Bridgewater is the DraftKings king of the game. Um, the stats bear themselves out pretty darn well. 9 of 11, 105 yards, a touchdown, 136.7 rating. He leads to touchdown drives, yeah. including the one finished off by Dalton Reisner, which <laughs> you could not have told me any other thing other than that being a Dalton Reisner touchdown. Yeah. There was a lot of talk in the bar about, like, is yeah. that even allowed? Yeah. It is. It wasn't a lateral. It was it considered a fumble. Right, and it's not inside two minutes because inside two minutes you can't advance the ball in the fumble so if they said right. if they would have said Javante wasn't across the goal line then they would have Broncos would have gotten the ball back on the inch yard line or whatever right. it would have been but that's not the case and you can't advance a fumble at that point so Dalton Reiser advances a fumble one quarter of an inch <laughs> yep. and he gets himself a touchdown but Teddy Bridgewater man yeah um really liked what I saw from him by far the best play 
probably since the beginning of camp from Teddy, comes on that fourth down. He's composed in the pocket. He steps up and delivers a strike to Jerry Judy. Uh, and again, for me, it was like a flash of like, okay, right, he could do this. Ryan, I mean, the stats were fantastic. Yeah, unless you're Drew Locke or Teddy from last week, you can't have a better passer rating than that realistically. Completion percentage is off the charts in both of those games. Two for two on touchdown drives. And also, <clears throat> he passed the eye test too. Did he have the Drew Locke run and then flip like the sexy mm. factor? No, he didn't. But in terms of just looking exactly like you want a pocket passer quarterback to look like he looked like that tonight very calm very poised very patient stepped up in the pocket when he needed to felt the rush when it was there uh and my favorite play from him tonight was that throw on the sideline down to the one yard line yeah. just perfect touch it was so close to being a touchdown wasn't there but that set up a touchdown uh and and teddy just you know with all of the pressure that he faced last week with drew lock playing as well as he did he had to come in off the bench and, and face that pressure then today he had to come facing the pressure knowing drew lock did well against the ones last week he had to do well against and with the ones. I'll put those in air quotes because neither of them faced a true one defense. Uh, did, and, and he stepped up and, and did just as well as anyone could have hoped. And and I saw a lot of people saying, you know, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was good. No, Teddy Bridgewater tonight was fantastic. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. At the very least. And you mentioned it. Those two throws are the best two throws of the game. But, you know, in the same way, I didn't want people to take away from Drew Locke's touchdown to KJ Hamler because people are like, oh, it's wide open. It's like, no, that was an absolute bomb. Right. I love Teddy Bridgewater's touchdown to KJ Hamler. Yeah. Because what's funny is I kind of saw him peeking over there. Like, I felt like he knew that that blitzer yeah. was coming before he even showed himself on the hard count. Right. He tested it with the hard count. And what's right. funny is KJ, when he sees that guy going, he's like, oh, this is a touchdown for me. So he starts pointing to him. And I almost felt like Teddy in his head was like, don't do that. I know he's coming. <laughs> yeah. I'm a vet, dude. Right. I know. <laughs> but, like, don't make him question his decision to right. come here because right. uh, Teddy knows that's his first – well, at least at that point, that was going to yeah. be his first read. Yep. The inside was taken away. The outside was wide open. He, he makes a perfect read and throws a touchdown. Easy. And he even froze the linebacker. Like, it's easy – or the safety, whoever was over the top of KJ, kind of defending the inside – it would have been easy for him to snap the ball and look, and it would have given the defender a little bit of a chance. I don't think he would have got there anyway. But for a second, I was like, wait, does he not see it? Because he takes right. it, and he looks right at that safety, freezes him, flips it over. Really good stuff. Like, yep. all of it was really good from Teddy. Um, and, and, again, I, I, it's, just, it's not what everyone was hoping for, or at least I shouldn't say everyone. It's not what, as far as I'm concerned, 87% of people <laughs> were hoping for. But you can't be mad about it. You no. have to be happy about it. It was really good. But, Zach, I don't think that that's the story of the night. He's the king of the game. I don't think that's the story of the night. Who's the story of the night? Brett Rippon? Perfect three for three? Nope. Nope. The story of the night is Vic Fangio. Oh. Who has conspiracy theorists like myself. Is the, is the tinfoil hat? Like oh, you're one, of, you're one of these guys? Oh. We got the tinfoil hat somewhere around here. I'll put the tinfoil hat on before <laughs> I do this because I don't think – let me just say this. I might not be as far down the rabbit hole as some other people are, Oof. but I think there is a conspiracy. Oh, <laughs> Here we toss. go. Here we go. You're out of the quarterback competition. <laughs> I think there's a conspiracy uh, to be had oh, here, wow. which is that Give it to Vic us. Fangio put Teddy Bridgewater 
and the and the whole staff put Teddy Bridgewater in a better position to succeed and gave him more opportunities to succeed than they did Drew Locke. Now, I feel much better after they sent Drew Locke out for those two extra drives at the end because if they would have kicked that field goal, <laughs> I can't look at myself. If they would have kicked that field goal great. and then taken Drew off about. after two drives, yeah. then I, I would have put the I would have had the tinfoil over my whole head. <laughs> but I do think there's something to be said for the fact that Teddy Bridgewater gets a fourth and five conversion on their end of the uh, of the field, and Drew Locke doesn't get that opportunity, and then you, you, the wheels start spinning, and you and you start di- digesting everything that Vic Fangio said. See, you can't take me seriously either. You start going deeper into it, and you start thinking about the way Vic Fangio talked at the end of the half when he said Teddy was amazing, Teddy was great, blah blah blah. And then they were like, "What did you think of Drew in the two-minute drill?" Which Drew did go down and get them a field goal in the two-minute drill. And he's like, yeah, offense was good. My favorite part is that we were really efficient with our timeouts, patting himself on yeah, the back. Yeah. Um, I don't think he once mentioned Drew Locke. He didn't. And so then you start to think, and you start to build, and you start to build, and you start to build. And there is enough where you can build a conspiracy theory, which builds off of what we were talking about last week, the week before, which is that Vic Fangio wants Teddy Bridgewater to be the quarterback. And... I realize this is a conspiracy theory. There's a reason I have the tinfoil hat on. But there's plenty of evidence here in my mind. How do you feel? Well, welcome to my world that I've been living in for about three months now. Vic Fangio wants Teddy Bridgewater to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, I I think that's very much the case. Now, here's where I put the conspiracy, conspiracy theories down. And just like you put that hat down, is I think... It makes sense from a football standpoint to kick the field goal with Drew. You hit the 34-yard 30, line. It's a 51-yard field goal. Teddy's would have been, what, 50-57? Now, mm-hmm. I wish they would have gone for it uh, on fourth down with Drew. Uh, I do because why not, Ryan? You, this is a preseason game. It doesn't matter. Uh, but what now, my question to you is with this conspiracy theories, do you think that Vic Fangio will be doing that in the regular season going for it on fourth down? Hell no. I hope he does, though. I do, too. Yeah. That's what I was saying down there. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Do this all the time. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, it did. And it, it, I guess it didn't work last week when he did it with Drew Locke. But it was just one of those things where it's like, dude, <laughs> you go back to my popcorn theory, right? Yeah. I Here said when I, was, when I was in doing my, you know, my science class <laughs> project... When I was in elementary school, I wanted to do a project on what popcorn pops the best. And you couldn't change any variables other than the popcorn. You can't change the size of the bag. You can't change the size, the amount of time you put it in the pop, into in pop. And then you get a fair answer at the end. Uh-huh. But the way this quarterback competition is set up, and it's not, it's not like they have a great opportunity to make the variables the exact same. But I felt like they changed a lot of the variables on their own that made it tougher to get a real conclusion in, in this in this experiment. And we'll and we'll go deeper into this later, but it's why I, I think we're still inconclusive. So why what other variables were changed besides going for it on more, one fourth down and not on another? Uh, I didn't think the play calling was nearly as catered to Drew, and it was last week. But this week, you're giving him um, multiple three wide sets multiple five wide sets with backup offensive linemen out there when you already saw those guys couldn't hold up. And I was just, you're losing me. I I was just scratching my head a little bit 
as to why you put the hat back on if you're scratching your head. I, I, well, I kind of have to scratch my head after all that uh, tinfoil was on it. But you, so there's like one point at w- in which they get two runs out of out of under center that gash them. And then the next play, they did go play action, which I liked. Just play action out of the shotgun. Keep it rolling in the same way that you did. Now that doesn't. Let me just say this isn't part of the conspiracy necessarily. Because I don't think they purposely called bad plays for Drew. I just think they did a bad okay. job calling the plays. Okay. Okay. Now, that's fair. Yes. Now, I, I, I can buy into that. Uh, something else that, that people are saying to kind of counter that, Ryan, is, well, can you run play action every single play with Drew? Don't you need to see right now? And in the evaluation point, if he can do other things, because there are times where you're down 14 in the fourth quarter, and this isn't the best example because we know Drew can can lead comebacks. He, yes, he did it once last last year, uh, had a good fourth quarter against Atlanta that came up short. But don't you need to see if he can do those things? Because you're not you're not running two tight ends and under the boot and doing boot play action when you're down in the, in those scenarios. So that's one thing. Just to counter it again, I I don't think the the play calling was perfect tonight. And what I love about this game is there's always another counter. That's what I when I walked up these stairs, I was like, God, there's so much to talk about. There's so many good talking points. I do need to see that with Drew. You know when I need to see it? With Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, De- Garrett Bowles, Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry. No, you lost me. You Why? Lost me. Because because the bop, the popcorn theory. Last week, Drew got to play with the ones. He looked great. This week, Teddy got to play with the ones. He, he looked, looked great. great. Last week, Teddy was playing with this terrible offensive line, the, the offensive line that everyone was calling terrible for Drew tonight. He looked great. Tonight, Drew plays with a similar offensive line. Uh, that's not Teddy or Drew. I don't think that messes up the popcorn theory. And Drew, not all the sack. The, those first two sacks, not fully on him. Not even a means. little bit on him. Uh, uh, of course. Well, you do want to see him handle it a little better. Um, I mean, the, the, it wasn't like the, the, the guy was right there in his face immediately. He, he kind of was. He saw it. And then what about the next one where he fumbles it? You're not always going to recover that. You, you, no, I, that again, was bad. Again, I'm not saying it, it's all on him by any means. But it's the same offensive line that Teddy went out and played really well against. Um, and but now it goes maybe, back to the popcorn counter, theory. It's a, def- it's a different defense that well, wants to bring that's pressure. Not something, that's not it's something out, that you can control, though. Totally out of their control. But it's why right. I was saying this is so tough. Right. It, the yeah, popcorn yeah, yeah. theory wasn't as to say, hey. It's unfair against it's un- Drew. Right. It was Fair. just to say you're not going to get right. a clear evaluation right. from this. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. And also, I did like that Seattle brought pressure. You know what you should have done if you wanted to get a clear evaluation? And even then, it's not really fair to the quarterbacks, but it, at least. Flip them every series. Every other series. In both games. Both games. And maybe next week. And, and what's weird about that, though, is you put so much pressure on each series for those guys. If they're out there on third and 12, right. or even if Drew, what was it, third and 25? Yep. And he knows, like, I don't, uh, I'm not going to get another series after this. Right. It's going to Teddy. Then he has to, like, try and force something or yeah. do something dumb. Yeah. Um, which, again, hurts the evaluation. There's no perfect science to this. It just can't be. And it's why it's so weird yeah. to make a franchise altering decision based off of what you have so far. Yeah. And what's funny is, let me just franchise go through this and then, Allie, I know. decision. I love it. Ali, I know you're chomping at the bit, so I'll toss to you after this. But what I think is so crazy is when you look at the numbers through two games. And I want to ask you who you think did better with the ones, because I think that's interesting. But let's just look at what it is right now. Drew Locke, 14 of 21, 231 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 135.2 passer rating. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater, 
16 of 19, 179 yards, two touchdowns, 141 passer rating. So we've gone through all of this. And yes, if you had no op option, but to name someone right now, and I guess if you're going off passer rating, then it's Teddy, right? But they do have the option to keep this rolling, and it's why I think they will. Mm, and uh, Ryan, those numbers, those guys are playing at their ceiling right now, which is just incredible. And it's, it's their ceilings in terms of who they are. Look, you have Drew throwing 66% completion. That's fantastic. Now, could his ceiling be 69, 70%? Sure. Maybe. But, Ryan, in those numbers, you have an 80-yard touchdown. We know Drew's capable of that. So, so Drew is playing to his ceiling in terms of who he is. Teddy is also playing to his ceiling. Does he have an 80-yard touchdown? No. Does he have a 50-yard touchdown? No. Does he have long, sustained drives where he's being poised in the pocket and, and I not believe really making massive plays? And I believe a score on every one of his drives. Right. I I exactly. And on top of that, he's at like an over an 80% completion. I mean, this is a guy who has had completion percentages extremely high atops the league. That's who he is. So I just I love that we're at this point where both guys are playing their absolute best in kind of the way they do it. You know, it, it, it would have been a little bummer to come out and say through two games, yeah, Drew is throwing 75% completion, but it's all five-yard completions. You know, we're, yes. we're seeing Drew play Drew's way and succeed. We're seeing Teddy play Teddy's way and succeed. And then it comes down to, if you want to build a case for Teddy, you have more than enough. If you want to build a case for Drew, you have more than enough. And it goes back to, well, what do they want? A lot of people believe. And I mean, my mentions were popping off when they didn't go for that fourth down. It's over. Vic wants Teddy. There's, it doesn't even matter what Drew does. He could have thrown for a million touchdowns. They want Teddy. It doesn't matter. And... I, I, only time will tell, Allie. I know you've wanted to say something for a while, so I'm going to toss it to you. Well, I mean, you like you want to get the pulse of the chat. You, it was like f five hours ago. I was sorry, what sorry. Was going on, uh, you've got people saying Ryan, you're losing me. You've got people saying Zach, you're losing me. <laughs> the chat is very funny right now. That's good conversation because of that, but there are some people that are saying that with your conspiracy theory, Ryan, that you are separating the fan base with putting that out there in the world oh. that you are making like f Broncos fans go against each other. Uh, listen, so I just wanted to hear Broncos there's fans a few have been, people who said that. Yeah, yeah. Broncos fans have been against each other for yeah. a while. Now yeah. I'm losing the, uh, the chat. <laughs> Allie's losing me now. Ryan, I, we, I mean, we, we've, we've talked, talked, touched on it and Vic Fangio just said something very, very interesting in the post game comments. And I want to know what you think about it. After I tell you about Breckenridge beer, oh, I mean, how, God, you have how me so good, good were those Breck beers flowing tonight? Just all over the bar. I mean, I I heard uh, RK specials being ordered, which of course we know it's the beautiful mix of Hot Peak and Strawberry Sky. Did did I hear you just get a Strawberry Sky? Yeah, I was feeling wow. just just Strawberry Sky today. Really in a um, summer mood. Yeah, it, yeah, it was just pure summer vibes yeah. down there. Yeah. Um, Your shirt's really pure summer vibes. Yeah, thank I love you. it. It sadly kind of looks a lot like the sunsets these days with all the smoke. Oh, serious? Um, I don't understand why there's ease in Denver though. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Very weird, <laughs> unnecessary. Um, yeah, Breckenridge Brewery. Yeah. I mean, it's the absolute best, and they were flowing down there. We had a bucket of seltzers. I was getting strawberry skies. <laughs> Everyone was having a great time. 
Um, and they're the best beers in the world. Uh, how really could are. you not? They really are. And whether it's smoky, outside, hazy, or just beautiful blue day out there, in the summer specifically, you want to make sure you're Manscaped, Ryan. And there's no better place to get Manscaped than with the tools <laughs> over at Manscaped. And if you check them out and use the code DNVR20, you'll get 20% off your purchase and free shipping. Or it's code DNVR. Excuse me. You'll get 20% off, though, and free shipping, not just on the Lawnmower 4.0, but the perfect or the performance package 4.0, which you get so many good things. And, Ryan, we talk about it. It goes beyond just the trimming. They've got so many great products for in the shower, for when you're going out on the town that you want to have. So you need to check out everything that they've got going on over at Manscaped, specifically, though, the Lawnmower 4.0. You don't get any better razor. I might go out on the town after this. <laughs> Feeling pretty good about that. As long that. as you Manscaped before. You know what? I might or might not. <laughs> um, you know I'm rolling around with all the, uh, the, the Manscaped products, though. Oh, yes. I mean, keep a couple. You could even keep a couple crop mobsters in the pocket. Anyways, I also want to give a shout-out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's say tonight, just, I don't know, pulling something out of nowhere here. What if you wanted to parlay Broncos money line <laughs> with Broncos over 23.5 team total? And I don't know, just throw a number out here. It would have been like plus 150. You seem like an expert at that. I, I just, it's I don't know. because you're on the bets beat. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's because yeah, I did DMVR yeah. bets. If you wanted to do that, that's a thing you can do now wow. at DraftKings Sportsbook because they are doing same game parlays now. Yep. Uh, so you can par, it's not, it's not in the preseason, but come regular season, you can parlay Drew Locke over 200 yards like with Teddy, your hand. with, yeah, with, uh, with Dalton Reisner touchdown, actually Drew Locke over 79 and a half yards <laughs> with Dalton Reisner touchdown with, with Deshaun, Deshaun Williams, Williams interception <laughs> with, um, you know, uh, Seahawks team total under six and a half. And you never work another day in your life. Yeah. If you get all that <laughs> stuff, you are rolling in it, but that's just one of the great things they do at DraftKings Sportsbook. One of the things I'm most excited about for this upcoming season but if you haven't gotten in yet, which, what are you doing? If you haven't gotten in yet, right now, you can place a $1 bet on any NFL market, any football market, and get $200 in free bets. They're going to give you that in eight $25 free bets. And you can use those on same game parlays like yep. the ones we just mentioned. If you put 25 bucks on that one, <laughs> you really don't have to work another day, at least for like the next year. Um, and it's just... It's a blast. Uh, it's really the only way. Uh, Broncos preseason games interesting no matter what for us. Any other preseason game, only way to make it interesting <laughs> is to bet on it yeah. at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the absolute best. So check out DraftKings Sportsbook and use the code DNVR when you sign up. Get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match each with $500. The deposit bonus comprised of 25x playthrough and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Ryan, you said in that read that you are excited. And I'm not sure if it's because of the tease I gave, but... Uh, I know it, nothing about your tease. You, you don't. After the game, just minutes ago, Vic Fangio said he's closer to naming a starting quarterback after this. But it won't be tomorrow, is what he said. Tomorrow. He did not say it's not going to be before the next game. So I have to ask... If he's closer to naming a starter, well, first off, what do you think that means? Like, we're all closer to it, but <laughs> does that mean that he's closer just in life? Everyone's closer to it. We're three hours further ahead than when this game started. Or do you think when he says that, he's going to name one before the next game? Oh, man. 
I mean, he can keep inching closer all the way up to week one. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, but again, I mean, anyone that heard that is thinking the same thing. Yep. And then when you hear not tomorrow, that makes I you think, think Monday. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I think, too. And uh, here's the thing with that. Let's say you hear that and you assume that it's going to be before the next game because of that. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it's really hard for me to wrap my head around it being him naming Drew as the star. Not, not impossible, and you can see things, but especially with the conspiracy hat that you had going on, you were right on some things. I mean, I, I think I think uh, Vic Thank has you. wanted Teddy this whole time, uh, and uh, you may have pulled it a little further th than I If you're going to put the tinfoil hat on, you got to <laughs> pull it a little further. Yes, yeah, very fair. But... Just knowing all of that, I find it very hard that he's going to name Drew the starter this week. I just don't know if you were leaning Drew, how you could be closer now. In fact, I was. we were all yeah. leaning Drew, and we're yeah. all further away. Yep. yep. So if he was leaning Teddy, well, yeah, then, yeah, you're leaning closer. Right. Uh, and I think that's where the disconnect is. But I must go back to one thing. You must. The ultimate resource for, for this uh, quarterback competition is is the quarterback scoreboard that we've been doing this whole time. And, and if you haven't been following along at the DNVR.com, you should because we've scored it every single day, every single practice, and every single game. And to this point, aside from me and really most of the media thinking Drew Locke had a chance to win it today, right? the quarterback scoreboard would tell you otherwise. Now, again, the quarterback scoreboard is closer to what Vic was saying, even Steven, right. because I believe Teddy Bridgewater came into tonight with a one-point lead. Over 160 points have been given out. One, one, point, one point of differential. So, again, if he was leaning one point towards Teddy, right. like the scoreboard says he is, or we are, yep. um, then he's closer today because when this thing comes out tonight, which, by the way, preseason games are worth double points, right. Teddy Bridgewater is going to have a lead. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to end up being, but he's he de definitely didn't lose the lead tonight. No, and it's it's still going to be a relatively small lead just because of how many points there are. Right, and, like, and Drew, like less than one percent, or or like maybe a little over one percent. Right, 1%. right. It, exactly. But is Vic Fangio feeling the pressure to where he realizes, like I think he did this past week, Vic realized this thing's not going to get out of hand. I just no. need it, it's better for me to name a starter. Because I know, I realize now it's not going to get out of hand. One guy's not going to pull away like I wanted it to. Has Teddy's night tonight pulled him ahead enough for Vic to say, okay, I if wanted you, it to be 50% ahead. It's 3% ahead, and that's enough for me. Yes, if you were leaning Teddy the whole time, then yes. And it's why I said from the start, if you're going to lean Teddy the whole time, just give him the job. Yeah. Uh, save us all the trouble. Well, that's fair. Um, but they, they didn't do that, yeah. and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Now, I will say this. If you came into this with a totally different perspective, which was, I want to see Drew Locke be mistake-free, well, you got that too. So maybe that's what you needed to see Drew Locke become the starting quarterback. He didn't – I mean, aside from the sack fumble, which, again, bad. The worst play of the preseason by either quarterback, probably. And he recovered it. He did recover it. So that's huge because if he didn't. And they pick it up and go six? Or even just they pick it up? Even the Drew fan base would have would be sitting here saying, uh, I hope, you know, yeah. that's about all you have left. Yeah. But he didn't. 
And so he didn't put the ball in harm's way, throwing it at least yeah. one time. I don't think there was a close interception. There, uh-huh. I, I guess the double bobble one that fell in no man's land is the closest thing to an interception we saw from either guy. But again, not not really that close. No one got a hand. None of none of the Seahawks got a hand on it, dropped it, anything like that. So if that was your perspective coming in, which could, very well could have been, then you got what you needed to see. Two games, no turnovers from either guy. Yep. Uh, Drew Lock, he racked up the big yards with the 80-yard touchdown. He, you know, had the methodical drive to go down there. Yep. If that's what you're looking for, then you got that too. But because we all have this little thing that's telling us whether you have the tinfoil hat on or not, I think Vic is leaning Teddy. And if this is his decision, which again, if I'm George Payton, I'm not letting him do that. But if, you know, you're trying to give a coach a fair shake, right. you have to let him pick right. the quarterback that he wants. Well, then he's going to go. Let him it. win or lose on his own. Right. So, and that's a really weird thing, too, if you're George Payton, to be like, hey, you're coaching for your job. By the way, you don't even get to choose your right, quarterback. Right, right, exactly. So I, I think – and the NFL isn't fair. We know that in, in everything. George Payton, credit to him, he's making this fair for Vic Fangio to win or lose his job and, and, and keep it or get fired after this season. He's making it fair. He doesn't have to, but he's doing that, and that's what he's doing with this quarterback competition. And, Ryan, you don't lean like we believe Vic does in terms of leaning toward Teddy. But let me – so don't lean toward Teddy. But be in Vic's shoes right now, and you're coaching for your job going on this season. What are you – are you comfortable enough naming Drew Locke the starter after tonight? Would you feel comfortable on Monday naming Drew the starter? And I'm not trying to set you up for a yes or no. I'm truly curious. If you're saying if I'm in Vic's shoes? Yeah, you're in Vic's shoes, but you aren't the lean toward Teddy. Yes. You're comfortable naming. All right, okay. Now are you comfortable naming – Teddy the starter. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. How could you not be? So then what would you do? Would you name one of those guys on Monday or would you take it a third game? I, I, I need more. And then that's your tiebreaker because you say Drew Locke won the first game. Yep. Pretty much, I mean, according oh. to our quarterback scoreboard, they've split practices yes. for the most part. Really quick, I want to uh, be clear here. Drew technically did put the ball on the ground twice. The one where he was stepped on by the offensive lineman and fell trying to go back, that's not the one we're talking about. Right. Right? Yeah. It's the yeah. sack where the ball got knocked out of his hand and he fell on it. Second second drop back of the game. Yes. On third and whatever. Third and 14, which made it third and 25. Or fourth and 25. Was it second then? The first one was a run. Run. Second one was that first sack. Sack. Third okay. one. Yeah. So, yeah, third one is the sack. And that's the one we're talking about. The other one, that's just – for lack of a better term, the cost of doing business. It just happens sometimes. Right. right. Um, Teddy will have those two. Yes. Everyone, every a quarterback gets the clipped by the offensive oh, lineman. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pulling guard, it, it just happens. Um, so I saw someone on Twitter saying that wasn't his fault. That one wasn't. Right. Um, to go back to your point, you know, this is one of those things where I've all been saying all along the tiebreaker should be the youth. Give it to the younger guy, the guy you drafted in the second round, the guy with the big arm, the guy with in my opinion, more potential. Yeah. John now, put his stamp of approval on him. Yeah. Now, if you're Vic Fangio, you, in, or, sorry, if you are Teddy Bridgewater guy, you can say it's not a tie. Right. You know, uh, right. Right. Teddy Bridgewater has been slightly better. Right. And so there, there doesn't need to be a tiebreaker. Right. right. Um, so, again, I, it's funny that I'm saying this now because I've, I've been the one saying just give it to someone. Yeah. But if you're really operating a clean, fair 
uh, quarterback competition, I just think you still need more information. And that's not because Drew Locke is slightly behind. In fact, based on, you know, if, if I was the head coach, I would say Drew Locke is slightly ahead because I think Drew Locke was better against the Seahawks than, than Teddy or against the Vikings than Teddy Bridgewater was against the, the, the Seahawks. But wouldn't you also say that Teddy was way better tonight than Drew? Yes, but I don't, I don't wait Teddy tonight right. than Drew tonight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't even really care about the second team reps. I just don't think that's really because Teddy was also better with the second team than Drew was with the second team. What does that mean? What is that worth? It's not that that should never happen to the starting quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd hope. So, I, I, so it, you want to take away the second team reps? You just want to compare Teddy tonight versus Drew against against Minnesota? Right. Okay. And that's again, that's all like. You could build a case for either guy. Sure. Yes, you absolutely can. Which is, again, why I just keep going back saying, like, I don't think you can call this thing. Yeah. And, uh, Ryan, we're this far into it. I mean, we are so deep into this quarterback battle. It should go one more week. And it stinks <laughs> because it, it's it's really not the best thing for the no, team. No, it's not. But don't Getting you, this right is the yeah, best thing for you, the team. You, you got to figure it out. And you really wish that the quarterback scoreboard would have been 70 to 10 after the first eight practices, and you even called called Drew or Teddy the starting quarterback before the first preseason game, and this thing was done. That's unquestionably the best thing. And the best thing would that have been? It would have been Drew. Now, if Teddy would have done that, that still would have been good because you would have had a starting quarterback decided. But you don't. If you're going to make this decision and rush this six days earlier, what's that going to do for you uh, in the long run? I don't think it's going to do much. So I'm with you. Pulling for the thing that we didn't want. I know. Is I think you are at the point where Drew Locke did not play bad enough tonight to uh, say Teddy lose the job. Right, right. Especially because even I thought if Drew plays well tonight, he's going to win the job. If he he has a really good game or even a a good game, he's going to win the job almost regardless of what Teddy did. But Teddy was too good tonight, and, and Drew wasn't. Drew wasn't bad, but Drew wasn't really good or anything like that. So I can't. You said you could name Drew the starter after tonight. I couldn't. Now let me be crazy. Oh. Oh. Ho. You put I mean, these... it, is, it is midnight. Is it really? Almost. Wow. You put these guys in a competition. You're getting the best out of them. Yep. Yep. No. No. Don't say <laughs> it. No. No. This Dude. thing is decided before game one. Do you need to? <laughs> yes. I mean, I think you do, but there's a part of me that's just saying, like, you're getting the best out of them by making them compete against each other. I'm a little bit afraid of what happens when you give a guy a crown. So, and he doesn't have to play. It's not, like neither guy is playing poorly because they're trying to not make mistakes. Actually, both guys are playing great and yeah. not making mistakes. Yeah. So you don't have this fear of like, oh gosh, they're looking over their shoulder at all times because that's what they've been doing all preseason. And what it's resulted in is two blowout wins. Now yeah. you're not going to get the type of players that they're playing against, but I just there's a little craziness in me saying like, don't make them keep battling it, it out, make them keep battling it out, make them keep bringing the best out of each other. The last time I remember something crazy like this happening, Ryan, I was very interested in the right guard competition that the Broncos had a couple of years ago. They were battling through it, and then you know what? They just kept going. The right guard competition kept going into the regular season. You remember who those right guards were, Ryan? 
It was okay. The right guard competition was Elijah Wilkinson. Was it? I don't know. And that's my point. No, I don't know. No, it's it wasn't. not good. You can't do that. You're right. <laughs> I mean, you're right. But there is a part of me that's just saying like, oh, I mean, here, here is something that is interesting. And let's say they name a starter on Monday. This, this preseason and this battle could show that it, it could be a very short leash for either of these guys. Because let's say Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater go out and the team starts one and two and the quarterback play has been very uninspiring. Vic may say, I have to do something because I have to have a winning record to be close to 500 going into November because that's what George Payton's told me is we need to be competing in November and December. He may make a switch then regardless of if it's to Drew or Teddy because he may say either I made the wrong decision or I'm confident from what I saw on the other guy. So it's not keeping the battle open, but it's saying I really like my backup. You know, I, I guess the easiest way to boil this down, because I still feel like I, I, I'm I'm talking crazy to myself saying they shouldn't decide the starting quarterback. Yeah. When I've been saying all along, you should decide the starting quarterback. Has either guy done something to win the job? Like something where you just say, like, the other guy can't do that. This, you know, this is the type of play that just has to be QB1. Well, I mean, you're backing me into a corner and giving me one play. And that's Drew Locke's pass that went 60 yards in the air for an 80-yard touchdown. Teddy can't do that. Teddy, we saw this past week, he can go 50 yards in the air to, to no offense. But, I mean, the, the true 60-yard on a rope leading him, that's something Teddy can't do. But Teddy then showed, like, I can get to the same place right. with a few more throws. Right. So, in terms of overall quarterback play, I don't think either guy ha has showed that. And has either guy done something that made you think, they should lose the job. Nope. I don't think so either. And that's how I'm like talking myself into the rationality of this because I hate the idea of it going on for another week. But how can you sit down and say this guy won or this guy lost yeah. based off of anything that's happened? And, and uh, you know, this is me coming from a more pro-Drew standpoint. And I'm still just saying like, well, Drew hasn't done enough to win it. And I don't think Teddy's done enough to win it. And Teddy certainly didn't do anything to lose it. And Drew didn't do anything to lose it. Drew had a couple things tonight where I was just like, ah, that's old Drew. But, I, I, again, I don't, I'm so uninterested in your throw to Deontay Spencer on third down that went a little over his head. Right. Like, that does, that's not a real thing. Right, right, right. In terms of being saying he's not the guy. Yeah. Right, right. So I, I agree. Both guys have played with the ones. Both guys have played great with the ones. It's a good problem to have, but it is a problem. Because the problem is you don't have a starter yet. Okay, so the stats, all very similar. The eye test, all very similar. In terms of not being able to name a starter off either of them. Does this tilt the scales for you at all? This is just the biggest difference that I've noticed in the games. Drew Locke has eight drives. He has 23 points. Not bad. It, you know, it, he's led multiple touchdown drives, multiple field goal drives. Teddy Bridgewater has half as many drives, four. And he has 24 points. He has more points than Drew in half the possessions. Is that something that, Vic Fan, that, that could make Vic Fangio, who we think may be lean and Teddy, say, boom, that's it? Yes. Yep. I mean, points per possession is a real thing. Right. And, you know, you're not just making up a stat out of nowhere here. Right. Um, if I'm – so you said four drives, 24 points? Yep. 
I mean, that's really good. Six. That's six points a drive. Yep. Uh, and eight drives, 23 points, just based off of the double, is, is about three points a drive. Look at you. I Mathematician, know. 287. Yes. So, if you're, like I said, if you want to make a case for Teddy, it's there. Right. Um, what I'll say to Vic Fangio as a cautionary tale, good luck selling that to the fan base. Oh, and there's zero argument for me. It, it's going – you know what? He should have made – if he wanted to go Drew, and he was leaning Drew, and, I, and it was like I thought when on Thursday I just had this feeling. If Drew has a really good game, he's the starter Monday morning. If that's the way Vic was feeling – should have he should have named it then, and uh, and it shouldn't have been. Uh, Teddy should have been pulled from being the starter for this game, given it to Drew. He should have made this decision last Monday when he felt that way, because now it's not as easy for him to 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 sell either way right now. And let me just say this: while I think Drew Locke is the better this option for the Denver Broncos franchise, and I agree. I will not be anti-Teddy Bridgewater if they make him the starter because I think Teddy Bridgewater, you can absolutely make a case for Teddy Bridgewater being the best quarterback for the Denver Broncos in 2021. And here's probably how Vic is viewing it. Can the Denver Broncos be 3-0 and this season in New York, in Jacksonville, home against the Jets with Drew Locke? Absolutely. Can the Denver Broncos be 3-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater? Yes. If you are Vic Fangio, who are you more comfortable with right now? He yeah. is more comfortable with Teddy Bridgewater. And that's exactly how I view it. And so I'm really trying to I, – I love where you're coming from in terms of how you view this. And I'm coming from, according to George Payton, Vic's making this decision. So how is Vic going to view this? And I think that's how he's going to view it. And after these two games, he's going to be able to say 16 of 19. He doesn't have as many yards as Drew Locke. But the points per possession, that gets him excited, I think. And it should. Right. It should actually get everyone excited. Right, right. Six points per possession wins you football games. Right. And I know everyone wants to win. Someone tweeted at me tonight, though, it, it, as if this is a foregone conclusion, and it's not. But they tweeted at, at, to me, um, Teddy can go 9-8 and eight or 8-9. Eight or nine. That's his variance. Drew Locke can go 11 or 6. 11 and 6 or 6 and 11. That's his variance. Which do you prefer? Look at you with a 17 game schedule. And I'm like, you definitely prefer the 11 and 6 or 6 and 11. Yeah. Both of those are better than both <laughs> 9 and 8 and 8 and yes. 9. Unless you're Vic Fangio. Unless you're Vic Fangio. <laughs> and that's a big problem here. It is. It is. And it's something that, wow, we're looking at this little quarterback competition that's taken place over the last month. Yep. This dynamic which is a bad dynamic a six-year gm and a six-game coach right now is yep. about as long as his leash yep. exists is a bad thing yeah it doesn't mesh it doesn't allow you to have a long-term vision that everyone can get on board with and so we might look back one day and say man vic fangio getting to choose teddy bridgewater to save his job and go nine and eight set the broncos franchise back that's not teddy's fault yeah yeah but it's it's the problem that exists here. The NFL is not fair, like we talked about. George Payton is being fair to Vic Fangio. That may not be fair to the Denver Broncos. And it's just so weird how that works. But the Denver Broncos' long-term goals are, aren't necessarily being looked at in, in this quarterback decision. So the best thing for the Broncos right now, even with Teddy winning today, I would name Drew Locke the starting quarterback. The way Vic Fangio views it, 
Ryan, on Monday morning, or Monday afternoon, whenever we talk to Vic, is there a starting quarterback? Yes. I think so, too. <laughs> and his name is? Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I, I don't know what to say. I, you, like, I completely understand it from Vic Fangio's perspective. Because, he, Ryan, what's better for the Denver Broncos in week one? Is it to have Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater battle it out one more week to make sure you get the right starter? Or is it to have Teddy Bridgewater, just because that's who he would choose, start building that chemistry one week early? It's definitely, I mean, the best thing would have been to name Teddy Bridgewater the starting quarterback three weeks ago if that's yeah. where you were leaning all yeah, along. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have to get the train on the tracks at some point. And Vic's literally on a one-game basis. Now, he's not going to be fired if they lose to the Giants. He needs to win in September. And I'm not just talking about going one and two in September. He needs to be at least two and one. Two and one is the bare minimum. Yeah. And it's a and I think that Vic knows this too. Yeah. And he's saying, like, I just trust Teddy Bridgewater more than I trust Drew Locke. Yep. And you know what? If I was the head coach, whatever my gut feeling is too, I, I would want to be able to have that power. And I think you're right, George Payton is being fair to him. He doesn't have to be doesn't and i would defend the hell out of him if he wasn't yeah because there's no it's not really anything in it for him no and i think we're at the point too where we've seen losing seasons and we just don't want to do that any longer now it doesn't mean short-term fix for us we we kind of want the long-term answer and drew is more more hope of the long-term answer got anything for us ali uh i mean this chat is just so divided yeah and so negative uh, and so what, honestly what, we, was it last week all positive when both guys balled out yeah. well so we have people saying like oh, this is lazy sports commentary like it, it, people <laughs> in the comments it's a preseason game like and and then there's some people who are just saying that uh your comments on teddy and not wanting uh that you guys don't want teddy bridgewater to be the quarterback and that could lead you to being racist like it's just oh, the crazy. comments are really intense and i just if people were actually listening you are talking about both scenarios of this situation because that is a topic of conversation in denver and that is what is being decided you guys can say all you want like why are we still talking about this because that is what's happening here that is the news cycle right now so we're going to keep talking about teddy or drew until there is a starting quarterback Ryan, this chat is just really like my god yeah well i mean it's just the, it's the world we live in and honestly i don't blame anyone for anything other than calling us racist because um, that certainly because you guys have talked about Teddy all like yeah. you started the show. Some people may might not have been here for the start of the show, but we talked about Teddy Bridgewater being the king of the game and being great today and showing a lot of things like you've talked about both options and what suits Denver better and what Vic Fangio is going to do. So I just recommend people to go watch the rest of the pod. This is the conversation on both sides. It's just I, the toxicity is just like not fun. Yeah. And. This is and where there's Broncos other people are pissed off too and this about is what, that. And this is what happens when you lose. Yeah. Um, everyone's opinion gets a little bit stronger. Everyone is a little more upset. Everyone's a little more frustrated. Look, like we're there with you. Right. This is frustrating. Like losing season after losing season sucks for everyone, uh, from top to bottom. So I get it. Like I, I'm not mad. I, I, you guys made Allie mad. I'm not mm -hmm. mad at you because I understand 
where all it, in the end it it's it's born from passion everyone's really passionate about this team they just want what's best for them and i will say i mean i understand passion i grew up in I know, philadelphia I know, I know. <laughs> like come on now but it's just like people there's some people who are like just trying to watch the show and there's just so much negativity about like you guys choosing side, and it's just like, gosh, come Ryan, on, what, guys, what watch the show. What I don't understand show. is why there's negativity when uh, you have Drew Locke going 14 of 21, 231 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a fantastic passer rating. You have Teddy Bridgewater going 16 of 19, 179 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Both guys are getting their team points uh, more often than not. Drew Locke has scored five on five of his eight possessions. Teddy has scored on every single one of his possessions. This is good. No matter who's the quarterback, they're both showing out really well so far in this preseason. And uh, whoever it is, you got to have some hope going into week one. And that's the, also, that's something that we're going to look at. And once we're done with this quarterback competition, it's the Broncos should be favorites and beat the New York Giants and be one and oh. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I like Teddy Bridgewater. In fact, like, you can go back and listen to the podcast and the Broncos traded for Teddy Bridgewater. I liked the move. Um, but I'm looking at this from a closer to George Payton's perspective here because I plan on being in Denver for the next six, six <laughs> years and beyond. You know, so um, I want what's best for the franchise. Now, that's because I think Drew Locke has the higher ceiling and the lower floor. I fully acknowledge the lower floor because, like I said, Six and eleven is better than nine and eight, in my opinion, because it gives you an opportunity to, to do this thing over again and try and get another quarterback. So here's the case for Teddy Bridgewater. What if he does become the franchise quarterback? He's young enough. Okay, I'm not gonna go too far because no, 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 of, no. of the way you looked. Um, but what if what if Teddy Bridgewater is a step in the right direction? And it's nine and eight this year. They give him another shot, eleven and five, you cap out around there. You have a great defense. And the great defense carries you. Thank you. Yeah, see, I'm not there. And the defense carries it. You can have success with that. There's no question about it. But also, Ryan, he could be 9-8 and eight this year, and then you do what, what the Bills did, and you trade up and you get your Josh Allen, something like that. That can happen. Yes. So, so th this can also be good for Teddy and the Broncos for this year and the future. It's just easier to see the future if, it, if it's Drew Locke. Yeah, and – it's funny because, like, everyone, you know, a lot of people who like Teddy just say, like, Drew Locke's trash. You know, they're just out on him completely. And what where, where I don't see it with Teddy is his inability to create touchdowns. I mean, the, touch, the touchdown numbers, I, I just mean in terms of passing touchdowns over the course of his career, the touchdown numbers are scarily bad. Yeah. I mean, it's 16. Is 16 his best in the season? Yeah. 15. 15. That's just not enough. And we have a decent sample size enough now to say, like, what's to make us think it's going to go up? I mean, yeah, you can sell this Broncos passing offense, but that's what scares me with him. And we also do this thing where we say Teddy's the safe, you know, the safe pick. He doesn't turn the ball over that much. Well, he still does turn the ball over. You know, it hasn't been 15 to – five 15 to four 15 to, to six even it's more like 15 to 11 15 to 12 so that is that is where i get my idea about i don't see it with teddy being a franchise quarterback 
Now, again, Drew Locke doesn't have that either. But he only has 18 starts under his belt. So you can still paint a picture where there's a little bit of unknown. Hey, what happens when he's the second year in his offense? What happens if the guys stay healthy around him? We don't know that yet. With Teddy, we have a, a much bigger sample size and a lot more information. Right, and, and someone can point to that sample size as being held against him, and some could point to that being a good thing. And some people could say, well, it's the experience that Vic's going to fall back on, and I think that's something that's certainly going to play into Vic Fangio's decision. But, Ryan, maybe the best thing is the invisible stat of this preseason. Zero. Zero picks from both of these guys. Vic Fangio has to be over the moon. In fact, Vic Fangio and George Payton have to be over the moon about how both of these guys have played this preseason. Everyone should be. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're just that's not what happens when there's a quarterback battle. Everyone picks a side and everyone's yeah. mad about it. So we'll see in 48 hours from now, Ryan, you and I both predict Teddy Bridgewater will be named the Broncos starting quarterback. And it could be the best thing for them for this year, for week 1. Do we have our guy Al? Yes. Let's get him in just a second. Um, but first, we want to tell you about Solace Meds. Yes. Uh, Solace Meds, you can go and check them out. They have four different Colorado locations, including one in Fort Collins, one in Reet Ridge, one off of Broadway, just blocks away from the DNVR bar, and one on East Colfax. They have some awesome deals going along in the month of August, including Dixie Elixirs, two for 30. That's D-Line's favorite. Uh, it's 20% off Spectra products, 25% off Ripple products. And it gets better because you can go into any of these locations and mention the code DNVR20 and you're going to get 20% off on top of those deals. And if you head in to Wheat Ridge, you're going to get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. In fact, I think they've changed that. Now you can get that at any location. Ooh. You can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone on top of your 20% off on top of the other deals they have in there so check out solace meds great awesome deals if you're looking for that kind of thing yes and without a doubt ryan also something you got to check out is our friends over at DraftKings sportsbook ryan we talked about it once but we got to talk about talk about it again you get that 200 dollars in free bets if you just bet on a college football game of your choice coming up that's all you have to do you get it in eight twenty-five dollar free bets so make sure to check them out over at DraftKings sportsbook and like you said there's so much you can do with our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. All you have to do, place $1 on any college football game, and boom, there you go. You get $200 in free bets. That is something that can't be beat, and I'm just so pumped for the NFL season to come around and to get in on all the action there. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn that $1 into $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Finally, if you don't have anything going on tomorrow, you got to go down to Infinity Park in Glendale. It's Rugby Town, which means the Rugby Town 7s tournament is going on tomorrow. It's the final day of the Rugby Town 7s tournament, and it's the tournament championship. It's going to be awesome. The best part of it, honestly... $15 a day, $15 mm. for a ticket. And yeah. if you have young kids, kids under 12 are free. So you can go have a great time for 15 bucks. Uh, it's an awesome deal. And you'll have an awesome time down there at the rugby town sevens tournament. All right, Zach. Well, I think he caught a little bit of what we were saying here, but first of all, Mace know that you are jumping into a beehive right now. Uh, everyone is very riled up <laughs> in the comments. And uh, I think understandably so, 
Um, but let's just get your take on where things stand after this game and this quarterback competition. Well, I mean, at least a beehive, if it's bees, they're honeybees, they produce something. This is more like a wasp's nest or a hornet's nest right now. Fair. And, and, and what I wanted to ask, before I get into that, I wanted to ask you guys this, because, you know, I've obviously been at the press conference down below, and I, I didn't really get a lot of the, and I've tried to kind of avoid some of the notifications and all that. Last week, you had two quarterbacks who both played well. Today, you had one quarterback who played really well, and then Drew did not do badly. Let's make this clear. It wasn't it wasn't a great game, but it wasn't a bad game for him. Yep. And both of them have been good over the last two weeks. So why does it seem to me, and tell me if I'm wrong here, that there's a lot more toxicity this week than last week? Yeah, we don't know. It's a great question. <laughs> well, we do know because the fan base wants Drew and yeah. or a large portion of the fan base wants Drew. And there is a feeling right now that that might be slipping away. So people are scratching and clawing and, <laughs> and the toxicity has turned up a little bit. But you're right. No one's played bad. Both quarterbacks have played great. The Broncos have won two games <laughs> in blowout fashion. And yet everyone's at each other's necks tonight. And oh, by the way, I mean, last week you could say, okay, the, the Vikings rested everybody. The Seahawks rested Jamal Adams. They rested Bobby Wagner. Yes, but they still have five starters out there. They, that at least was a... An NFL, quali- a, a, an NFL quality defense, not star power, but better than what we saw. They stayed in through the entire first half. Teddy led the drives he did, and then Drew, after the two sacks, came back and made some really good decisions in that two-minute drill at the end of the first half. There were things to like from both of these guys. Yeah, and you were obviously there at the game in Seattle. Just out of curiosity, what was the vibe like post-game, and did you – like us get the feeling from Vic that he might be ready to name a certain starter tonight, the starter soon. I did. I, I, and I did. And I think you, I get the same feeling that you guys do that. It's that if he names a guy this week, it's going to be Teddy. And there was one thing that I'm just, I'm just going to scroll through my, my tweets here. And there was something that he said when he got into details about, Bridgewater's QB awareness and instinct said, quote, I think it's shown in the way he can move within a pocket and buy time that way. There's two types of Q- elusive QBs, one that can, ones that can run around, others that manipulate the pocket to buy time, unquote. And then he went on to say Tom Brady was one of those manipulators and that t- Teddy Bridgewater had a little TV. bit of Tom Brady in him. <laughs> TV5, baby. <laughs> so, I mean, and we know that Vic sometimes struggles to throw praise out there. And for him, that's effusive. I think, he, I think he saw what he wanted to see, what he needed to see. And I think he wants to name a quarterback this week just to kind of get, get down the road here. And if he, do, and if he does, I think he has, now he has kind of the justification in his mind, and Pat Shermer's as well, to go with Teddy Bridgewater. It would, you know, as you guys have discussed, we've all discussed this, you, I don't think you could have sold Teddy Bridgewater in any way based on what we saw until tonight. Now you've got something where organizationally the Broncos can, can sell this if they, if they go with Bridgewater. You can sell it. I just don't know who's buying. I really <laughs> yeah. don't. It, it's it's going to be a really tough sell. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just worried about the fan base's reaction to that and – what it's going to do to the lead up to the season. And, and again, you know, a, a lot of 
organizations make decisions based off the fans, and that's not always a good idea. No, but, it shouldn't. It was that, the late Red Kerr used to say, if you, if you listen to the fans, inevitably you end up sitting with them. Yes. That's the way a lot of executives and coaches feel. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree there. <laughs> with that being said, if you make Teddy Bridgewater the starter and he goes 1-0 even, people are going to start getting on board. If he goes 2-0, 3-0, people are on board. What I'm v- very weary of is if you go with Teddy Bridgewater and you lose to the Giants in week one, mm-hmm. this place is going to catch fire. Oh, gosh. You, you, you're, you're not wrong. because Drew, if he, if he started week one and you lost, at least you could, even if there were mistakes leading to that, you could point to the positive steps that he's made to this point. And, you know, certainly there was positivity tonight, like I said earlier. I love the decision-making, the sensible decision-making that he made on that two-minute drive. I thought, he man- I thought he managed that well. I thought he played within himself. I thought, I thought he did, yeah, he actually managed that the way you'd expect Teddy to manage that drive. So that tells me he's, lear- he's learning, he's growing. He's learned from watching Teddy. He's learned from listening to his coaches. These are all good, good, good signs. Um, and I think because of that, if Drew struggled in week one, and they, let's say they lost 20-17 to 17 and there was an interception and a lost fumble from Drew Locke, you point to the other things and say, all right, well, you know what? Let's see if he gets back in the next two games. Then you're 2-1 and one going into Baltimore, and you feel like you've got, you've got some forward progress. If you go out there with Teddy, and if Teddy struggles in the red zone and has the throw that he wants back and you lose to the Giants, like you said, it's, it's going to be DEFCON 1 around here. Yeah. Mace, and, you... <laughs> you uh, you said earlier, if he names a starter this week, you think it'll be Teddy. Do you think he names a starter this week before the third preseason game? I think he will. And I think there, there are a lot of reasons behind that. And I think one of the reasons is that you're not going to get a sample size that's going to move the needle going forward in this game because you're not going to see any Rams starters. At least tonight you saw a bunch, you saw five of this of the Seahawks starting 11 on defense and you saw you know a couple of key backups who basically are going to get starters uh minutes or starters not minutes not basketball reps over the course of a of a season out there something that the only where you the only comparable work that you had at this point was what you had against the Vikings in those joint practices so I don't know what more you can gain information wise beyond tonight so why, so why not just do it, whether it's Teddy or Drew, make the call and begin focusing on congealing as a team in time for week one? That's, that, I think, is the smart, sensible play. Whether it's Teddy or Drew, name a guy on Monday and move on. Zach and I both said, though, that we kind of agree there's, there isn't enough information to make this call. And, and I don't know if you agree with this. I was saying, like, I'm not even all that interested in what happened with the second teamers. I just want to look at what happened with the first team. Both guys played incredibly well with the first team. It's so weird to me to come out of that where, you know, both guys, when you look at the sample of what it should look like when they go out there on Sundays, now they're both going to be facing better defenses Mm -hmm. and they're both even have a little bit of a better offense, but both guys were so good. It seems so weird to make a call now without either guy doing anything to lose it and both guys doing things that you can make the case did things to win it. 
You could, but at the same time, I think you have to look at what you were going against as well. I mean, you, you look at the Viking defense in that game last week, and it was backups and third-teamers, and it was uh, very vanilla, whereas Seattle, you know, Seattle generated more pressure. They, A lot they more. Did so, and they did so against the first-team offensive line. But remember, they had their starting defensive line out there tonight. And it, and it showed, and they were able to generate some consistent pressure that made that that forced Bridgewater to do some things in the pocket. I mean, to, you tip your, you know, I don't I don't want to avoid tipping my cap to Teddy here because I've talked about the things that Drew has done well. Teddy did do very well in terms of escaping in terms of escaping the rush and climbing the pocket, and he just and you know, this was the Bridgewater that. I think we've all been hoping to see if you want the, you know, you know, we saw the, we saw the drew lock. We were hoping to see in terms of getting to the third read last week, week on that pass to Judy. We know he had the play action deep ball to KJ Hamler club in his bag, but we saw another club in his bag last week. That was positive, but we saw the clubs in Teddy Bridgewater's bag that were positive today too. And then that throw to Salbert was just I mean, down to the one yard line. Uh, you can't throw that ball. You can't throw that ball any better than he yes. did there in terms of placement, timing, everything about that. That uh, I put that throw up there with uh, the play where Drew hit Judy uh, last week as the two most impressive plays for the quarterbacks in the preseason, because in both cases they did something that they've struggled at with Teddy. Oh oh. Throw. Oh, it drew. It was up. Uh, what did you miss, guys? What did you we miss? lost it for half a second, but it's fine. We, we knew where you were going. Yeah. And so and I'm, I'm encouraged by the fact that both guys have done things that show improvement over the course of the of the summer. That's what that's where that's where I am. I'm encouraged by both. Last thing I want to ask both of you and then we'll let you go. Right, Mace is something a sentiment that i've seen that are, is definitely coming from one side of the fan base tonight which is and this even goes to our points per possession uh mm -hmm. stat that we had earlier which is you can't count teddy's ones that came with the fourth down conversions because that wouldn't have happened in a real game they're they're basically saying those were field goals not touchdowns uh mace i'll start with you where do you stand on that well, I mean, Drew had a fourth and two last week, right? Yep. So basically, one quarterback had a fourth and two, one quarterback had a fourth and five. And fourth and ones... Well, Teddy had two today, right? It was yeah, he had two, two, he had two fourth and ones. And I hope to God this team is going for it on fourth and one every time. Me too. Oh, yes. <laughs> and fourth and five, I loved it. Yep. Yeah. That was, that, but I, I like that call, and I hope they think about that in the future because that fourth and five, you're in no man's land. You, you know... A punt, yep. okay. If the, if the game situation calls for field position mattering, that's great. But if they're fourth and five at the 41-yard line or so, I want them going for it. I, 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 want, I, I want them going for it. And you know what? You have so many weapons. Somebody is going to be open, and somebody can generate yards after the catches as well. I, I hope we see that. But that being said, I still wanted to see them go for it on fourth and five in the third quarter, even though they were clearly in, in Brandon McManus' field goal range. I said on Twitter, I'll say it here, they should have gone for it and given Drew Locke that shot too. Could not agree more. Zach, you with uh, the Teddy's 
two touchdowns with the fourth down conversions don't count because Vic wouldn't do that in real life. They, they do count. I mean, he, he converted, and, and the offense converted. And if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty, Teddy put the ball just where it needed to be on that one third down. And it was, it was just flat out dropped by Javante Williams. I love that the Broncos went back to him and Teddy made the play there. I just think that when you're nitpicking that stuff, that's when you're really just mm-hmm. getting into, just say you're really pulling for Drew if you want that. And then you're looking for reasons to just give Drew the job. And the other thing I think you have to know, if we're gonna say points per possession, you know, Drew Locke was 2.88. So let's say we give the, those drives to Bridgewater as field goals rather than touchdowns. That's still four points per possession. He still wins on PPP. Yep, absolutely. And, and what I'll say, my honest feel on this is maybe it was what real life is going to look like when Teddy Bridgewater's the quarterback. I hope so. Because I think yeah. Drew Lock. I, I I think. Vic Fangio trusts, trusts Teddy Bridgewater, and he doesn't trust Drew Locke yeah. for better or for worse. Right. And it's why I'm leaning where I'm leaning right now as to where this thing's going to go. And, and also, it might not all be on the quarterback, but also the offense. When, when they went for that fourth down with Teddy, the offense was like consistently moving the ball. They were winning downs. Right. Mm-hmm. With, with, with that offensive drive with Drew, they, it wasn't clean. Also, two things really quick. Don't you want to see Teddy and Drew, but like I said, I wish Drew, they would have gone for it on fourth down with him. Don't you want to see them put in those high-pressure situations and convert? And that's what Teddy did. So I actually think it's a little more credit to him there. Oh, I'm not – yeah. I, I mean, mm. you, you give all the credit to Teddy because he was fantastic on that play, especially the one – uh, to Judy, um, but it's just a it's an interesting dynamic. I think we're I, I, again the more I talk about it, the more I think like, well, if you're looking for you know for for the Drew Lock fan that's upset that he didn't get to go for it, and they agree with us that we hope they go for it all the time in those situations. I kind of think that Vic Fangio will be more likely to go for it when he has his veteran quarterback that he trusts. And back remember there. too, he Vic hates that he is viewed as a conservative guy on offense. He really does not like that. Some people believe that was played into the decision to move on from Rich Scangarello was because he felt Rich was holding them back in that. Uh, and so maybe, maybe it is he just doesn't trust Drew Locke, but that he'll be very aggressive if he has a guy he trusts. Last thing, Mace, Zach and I are both down. Teddy Bridgewater, the starting quarterback, come Monday. Is that how you feel? Yeah, I think Monday is uh, the day that uh, – day that it happens maybe they'll have a press availability maybe not but uh i think they i think they make the call on monday and they go forth with practice starting on tuesday this week and with bridgewater at the quarterback for better or for worse all right mace we'll let you go appreciate it we look forward to the content on the dmvr.com thanks guys have a great night all right there he is andrew mason Pretty much in lockstep with us, no ah, pun intended. Teddy, uh, he's it, taking a Teddy two-step with us. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, one game can really flip things. Yeah. Um, and I think there was a little bit of us that was fighting what we felt like we knew, which was that Drew – or that uh, sorry, that Vic was leaning Teddy. And then he gets the perfect opportunity tonight to lean harder Teddy. He makes it pretty clear with the way he talks. Yep. It's just hard for me to imagine that not being the way it goes. I also would feel like I, you know, uh, people said I was dividing the fan base. I feel like I owe it to the fan base to, like, start to prepare themselves. I think that's where this is going. We just, we just all need to get together and, as a fan base, walk over, walk over that bridge, walk over the water over, on the bridge.
Hopefully, Teddy can be a bridge over troubled water. For the <laughs> there we go. You took it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do feel confident about what he can do in those first three games. Yeah. And I do feel confident when Teddy lines up on, uh, on fourth and five. Like, I thought they were going to convert that. Yeah. And honestly, had they gone for it with Drew, now it, would, it had to do a lot with what was around him. I wouldn't have been that confident. Now, that's not a Drew thing. But I did feel really confident. And, and I'm confident in Teddy Bridgewater, especially in those first three games. And there always is the idea that, you know, we've said for a while here, it, it feels like it's more, um, I don't know, you could pull the plug on Teddy and go to Drew. That makes more sense than pulling the, the plug on Drew and going to Teddy, in my opinion. Yeah, if are you under the mindset that if Teddy Bridgewater is named the starter, that Drew Locke's career, for the most part, of course, anything can happen, is done in Denver in terms of being the starter? If he, if Teddy is named the – yes, and I guess that's the last – well, we have one non-quarterback. I, I knew this was going to happen. We are going to have a quarterback all night. I do want to get to one non-quarterback thing. So the last thing I want to ask you on quarterback, if that's the case, should Drew Locke demand a trade? Oh, he just played so well in the preseason. Did he? Was tonight so well? No, but again, I don't think like the Indianapolis Colts, who's the team that's at top of mind right now, is looking at like what he was doing with Kendall Hinton and Quinn Miners. No shot at Quinn Miners. He's just not seasoned yet. Um, and saying like, I just don't know if that's going to work. They're more interested in what he did with, with the starters. They're saying like, hey, we'll give you guys a – third round pick or a fourth round pick for him he shouldn't demand a trade but if the offer was out there from another team the broncos have made it clear that they wouldn't view drew lock as the future and so they should be open to trading him but he shouldn't demand a trade because ryan there's decent odds that drew lock will get on the field this year whether it's to an injury knocking on wood i hope we don't see drew or teddy because of an injury this year uh or because the Broncos aren't in playoff contention, and they need to see Drew. What if Drew comes out there and, again, goes 4-1 and one at, the, at the end of the stretch and has seven touchdowns and two interceptions and looks really sharp in doing it? That he, has a, he has a better chance here than demanding a trade and looking bad in doing it. Yes, I think so. I just think he would have a case to say, like, man, you guys asked all this stuff for me. I went out and gave it to yeah, you. He's improved. And I'm improved, and I can't just sit here in the early prime of my career behind Teddy Bridgewater when there's when I could go be a better starting quarterback than what certain teams have to offer right And now. I have one final question for you about quarterbacks. On Thursday, Pat Shermer said, when I asked him the question, what does Drew Locke have to do to feel for, for you to feel comfortable him being the starter. And he said, play well in, in this game, play well. Did Drew do that tonight? Did it fit the criteria? Because I thought one thing that was interesting was Pat didn't compare anything about Teddy, what Teddy asked. He just said Drew has to play well. Uh, I think he played okay. And see, I, th I, th I think you're right. I think it's more that, uh, yeah, you could say that, uh, yeah. But I don't think Pat is going to be sold on the uh, part. If you separate everything and just watch in a silo and just say, like, was this – did he play well? I just think you, would, you wouldn't say that. You'd it, say he played okay. Yeah, uh, I agree. And that's why I think in 48 hours, Teddy will be named the starter. <sighs> yes. We got a couple super chats here. Shout out to everyone giving us super chat. By the way, also, if you're just watching this, you're enjoying it. Even if you didn't enjoy it but you stayed here all the time, <laughs> hit us with a like. Uh, we appreciate all of the thumbs up. 
um, on the YouTube. Those really help us in the algorithm. It really does. Uh, and you can also subscribe, sign up for alerts if you actually uh, did enjoy this. We'll be live uh, every day this week talking about what happens. So uh, we appreciate that. And we always appreciate these super chats. What do we got here? From Taco Man14798. Uh, Teddy took risks and they paid off. Locke was afraid to throw INTs and was throwing high. He didn't take risks and it didn't pay off. We didn't see a deep bomb from Drew today, did we? No, we didn't. And I just, I don't think he trusted his protection. Yeah. Um, I mean, how could you after the first two dropbacks as a right. result in you getting smacked? Right. So, uh, I mean, did Teddy take risks? Uh, he risks. I guess you could say the throw uh, down to the one yard line. Salbert. What what was uh was risky because there was a defender right in front of it. Yeah, I mean, if you throw a bad ball there, it can be intercepted. Yep. So that, I guess that's a risk. The fourth and fourth and five wasn't really a risk. Right. Um, it's already you know the, the risk's already out the yep. window. You got to try and do something. Yep. By the way, the Seahawks had a dude who just like walked out of bounds on fourth and five. <laughs> I don't even know who it was. Oh, I think it was a uh, DJ Dallas. Mm. I'm just saying, like. Just, DJ Dallas knows how to spin it. Just go pack your bags. <laughs> You're cut. Uh, one of the things I didn't like, and maybe this is something that Taco Man is is touching on, is Drew throwing on, what was it, third and seven, throwing it three yards short. And I'm not going to like that from either quarterback. And whoever's mm -hmm. the quarterback, we're going to see that from them this year. And I'm going to hate it. The fan base is going to hate it. But you do want to see a little more juice when you're in a quarterback competition. I think he was really battling with himself in terms of, do I try to make a play or do I do the right thing? And you know what? I think Drew was one interception away today from this being completely Over. done, no conversation. By not throwing the interception, it keeps it open. We think Teddy's going to be named the starter, but we're not here saying it's over. So for him, Ryan, probably good decision. A couple more Super Chats here. Let's get to those right now. Uh, from TJ, if Drew Locke is the worst quarterback in the league per certain articles and analytics, why can't the veteran who has more knowledge and experience win easily? Well, he's not. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. I think he's progressed a lot. Um, and I think I think – bringing in Teddy Bridgewater brought the best out of Drew Locke um, and made him improve. And he didn't prove, which again, to me, that makes sense as to why you would say like, well, let's see how much he can improve. Let's give him the job. doesn't seem like we don't feel like that's the way it's going to go right now. Um, but also Teddy Bridgewater isn't, I mean, he's exactly what I thought he would be. Yeah. And the numbers back it up. I, I mean, mean, he's playing to his ceiling of what you thought he could if be. If you told me he gets 19 throws in the preseason, I don't know if I actually would have given him 16. I think I would have given him 14. Yeah. So he's going to go 14 of 19 for a little under 200 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Right. And and you'd be happy with that. And so that's why I think he's playing to his ceiling. And I'm not going to lie, I've been I was very underwhelmed with both quarterbacks in practice this past week. Teddy, he was the having whole training camp really. Yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. And I think this week encapsulated it well. Teddy had a touch in one day, had a touchdown, had a pick, had three sacks, and had the most deep plays uh, uh, on the day. Drew, he threw like 40% completion, no mistakes, barely, I think maybe one sack, uh, but way fewer, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and no passes over 10 yards. Very underwhelming, but they're doing it when it matters the most. In, in these yes. preseason games, they, they've been outstanding. Yep. All right, one more Super Chat. Oh, a big, big super chat. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, so I don't want to say it wrong. 
Uh, but we appreciate it so, yes, so much. Yes, we do. Um, Thank you. It was a good game to watch. They didn't set Drew for success in today's game, just my opinion. Doesn't matter who the starting quarterback as long as we win some football games this season. Great show, guys. Thank you so, so Thank much you. for the super chat. We really, really appreciate it. And, um, and I'm, I love I'm, the attitude. I love the attitude. I think, again, there's going to be like an upheaval win if Teddy is named the starting quarterback. If he goes out there and wins week one, it's gone. It's all gone. It, now, it's if he loses gone. week two, it's back. And but if he wins week two, <laughs> yeah. it's further gone. Yeah. Uh, look. Like I said earlier, this is all coming from passion. People are so passionate about this franchise. And why are why is everyone on such edge right now? Because of the losing. Winning will cure everything so quick if they go out there and win some games this year. Yep, yep. And, and something that maybe it wasn't the coach's intention, but, but, but as Pabby says, that they didn't set up Drew for success. Drew's first play in there was a run for what one two zero yards i mean it was not the type of runs we saw last week where javante gets a first down and then the next play javante gets another first down and then they can successfully do play action uh so what maybe the coaches are, are looking at the film and saying well drew has to have play action and that's something that we can't guarantee he's going to have all the time uh someone in the comments says it's pronounced pobby Hobby. Okay. Yes. So there we go. Yes. A huge, huge thank you. Uh, we we uh, we really really appreciate it. So, um, okay, Zach, we've already gone long. <laughs> we've pretty much only talked about quarterbacks. I have a couple things we just have to hit on to do this pod. But again, we'll be back soon doing another pod. So we'll get to all, uh, more conversation about this soon. I just have to say this: the Broncos still haven't given up a touchdown yet in the preseason. <laughs> Incredible. And I think. So, ah, why am I doing this? I'm going to talk about quarterback for one more second. I think that gives Vic Fangio even more reason to say why he wants the safer, yep. uh, less sexy option in Teddy yep. Bridgewater. Yep. But forget about that. The defense is the truth. Yep. Yep. It is the truth. And, and we saw it with the starters. I mean, you see Bradley Chubb come out and have a sack. That was a great sack by Bradley Chubb. That was a coverage sack, and that's even more impressive than just Bradley Chubb looking Most great. Most sacks are coverage sacks. And this one really, really was, was yeah. a coverage sack. Everyone was covered. Uh, and so that just means good thing to not just one person on the defense, but to the entire defense for looking really good. And, Ryan, I, I think you're right. Vic is saying this is playing right into what we want to do as a team. We want to run the ball, which actually wasn't there tonight, and we want to play good defense. All right, let's finish here. Three helmet stickers each. There's a lot to give out. I mean, there always are when you win games by this much. Um, I don't want to not get this guy, so I'm going first. Jonathan Cooper, man. Mm, yeah. Just, you know how um, this is like a big Macism, but it's not just him. He says, like, just draft a quarterback every year, see if what happens. My new thing, draft an Ohio State defensive <laughs> lineman every year, just see what happens. But, I mean, this dude looks like a player, and you got him late. And, uh, Ryan, he was doing it this week in practice, too, blown by Garrett Bowles. So this is someone who has been so impressive. He's a guy that's not just going to make the team. He's a guy that is going to have an impact. He's he's the king of the game if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't go out and do what he did today. Two it was, sacks, it was including that a strip impressive. sack. Yep, uh, and another tackle for a loss. He, he was fantastic. A guy who made a play as well. Deshaun Williams, we talked about him. I'm giving a helmet sticker to him. Ryan, best hands on the team now? Is he taking that from Teddy or for, from Shelby? Sorry, Shelby. <laughs> He's got two one-handed interceptions. Yeah. No, one was one-handed, one was diving, right? Yeah. 
Was that was the one last year? That was two hands, right? He kind of like was diving. Yes, it was diving yep. two hands. Yeah. Now he's got a one-handed interception under his belt. Yep. Shelbs, I, I don't know what to tell you, bro. The tape is telling <laughs> us Deshaun Williams has better hands. I think Shelby would be okay if anyone gets it. It's Deshaun. And did he also get the fumble recovery? Yep. Guy's got a nose for the ball. Yes, he does. He does. All right. Uh, I got it's back to me. I don't want to talk about quarterbacks anymore. Uh, Justin Simmons. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. one thing we should say about the lack of touchdown scored is also the lack of talent faced. Whoever the Seahawks ran out there, I already forgot where he's from. Poor like, guy. Florida Atlantic. He's wearing is, number 10. Yes, he was wearing number 10. He used to be in Jacksonville. He looks kind of like a poor man's Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he threw a ball right to Justin Simmons. But the reason why that excites me is just because I feel like this defense has been really opportunistic. Um, you sometimes get your hands on the ball and don't bring it in, a.k.a. Michael Ojemudie. Yeah. Um, but Justin Simmons creates that play. Um, we already talked about the, the other turnovers. So that's a big one. If this team creates turnovers, they will have a winning record. If they create turnovers, especially at this rate, they'll have a really winning record. Yes, they will. Ryan, I can't believe I'm going this route for this helmet sticker. sticker. Royce Freeman. I mean, he led the Broncos today in all-purpose yards. Not a fantastic yards per carry, three yards per carry. You want to see better than that? <laughs> but it was fantastic. the best on the team. Yeah. Javante Williams checked in at 2.9. But then Royce just showing that he can be, you know, we talk about Teddy being the safe guy for Vic. Royce has proven that he can be a safe guy. Now, I don't think they're going to need a safe guy because I think they're going to trust Javante and they're going to trust Melvin Gordon. But a guy who was not going to make the team is very well going to make the team right now. Uh, and he had five catches, led the team. 44 receiving yards, led the team. He's done as good as you could ask for, for a guy that was very well going to be cut. Um, at the end of some guys' careers, you give out like a career achievement award. This is a training camp achievement award and just a coming back from injury achievement award. You talk about helmet stickers. This guy quite literally had a new sticker on his helmet tonight. It's Justin Sternod with the green dot. Um, and I think he's played really well throughout the entirety of camp. He didn't do anything especially special tonight, but I think the body of work for him up to this point has been good. And the fact that he got the green sticker tonight is a really big deal because it's telling you Vic Fangio at least wanted to see what he could do in that position because, like we've talked about, he might be taking Josie Jewell's job. He, uh, Vic wants him to, and yep. Vic wants it to happen as soon as possible. A great sign for Justin Sternod, and like we've seen this past week, even when Josie's been back, uh, and another helmet sticker going out to an even younger guy. I'm going with Caden Stearns, mm. Ryan. He's been making plays left and right. Freak. But one of the things that Vic Fangio's consistently said, and this goes back to draft, was he needs to tackle better that, than he did in college, and he needs to tackle in these preseason games since they don't do it in the game. We saw him lay the wood on a, on a pass. He had two, uh, two tackles tonight and also a pass breakup. This guy is making the team this year. And this guy's also probably showing the Broncos that you can let go of uh, Kareem Jackson after this year. He kind of looks like Kareem Jackson, the way yeah. he flies around out yeah. there. Um, I mean, basically anyone who wore a defensive uniform for the Broncos tonight deserves one. Yeah. Um, they were dominant. I kept thinking, like, no matter how close the Seahawks got, I'm just like, ah, they're going to force a turnover. 
I haven't felt that way since 2015. Now, again, garbage quarterbacks out there on the field. But I just like that feel. I like having that feeling, like the just the utmost trust in the defense. Uh, and I absolutely had that. Now, we'll see what happens when they go out there against the Giants. Should be a nice, easy, you know, go feast on Daniel Jones to start the season. Um, but the defense is absolutely – I mean, you know, I, I'm sure they're trending up in fantasy drafts yep. just the way they're trending up on this show. Can we do a, uh, a hat pin? Is that what you'd call it? I'll, you, yeah, you know, so pins, I'll, I'll allow pins, a hat pin. Pins go on hats. People may hate this. Vic Fangio. For going for he, it on fourth downs. For going for it on fourth downs. I know he didn't do it with Drew in a game, though. I think he's doing what he did there um, and, and going for it in the situations he was in. But then also the defense. Ryan, wasn't he here to make the defense great? And what have we seen? It's been against bad competition, but he's still, the defense has been fantastic. Hasn't given up a touchdown, like you mentioned. Holding two teams to combined under 10 points and has the team getting up for these games. Now, maybe he won't be able to get them up uh, against the Giants, but everything we've seen so far in these two games, this team's going to be ready to go week one. That's definitely been a, a point of concern for the Broncos, getting up for games to start games, but then also getting up to start the season, Ryan, and at least we're seeing some signs of hope. So Vic Fangio's doing everything right right now. Last message for everyone is just a smile. Smile because Love the Broncos won. Uh, those, you know, the last five years, even preseason, those haven't come around all that often. Yeah. So uh, enjoy this. And if you smile and then you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, I want that smile to be better, go down to Green Mountain Dental Group. <laughs> Check them out. They're the best damn family owned dentist group in the metro area. They'll treat you like family down there at Green Mountain Dental. They're the absolute best. So check them out. Uh, but for real, this was a fun game. I know th I knew the discourse was going where it was going, but let's uh, let's try to enjoy this one a little bit. The Broncos have looked really good in two preseason games. That we can be sure of. We'll see what happens with this quarterback competition. Hit us with a like on the way out. A and the last thing I'll say is, no matter what happens this week, we'll be right here to break it all down for you guys. So we'd love if you uh, if you joined us. Uh, but for tonight, that wraps it up on the DNVR Broncos post game. We will catch you soon.